Welcome. 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 To the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to another podcast. We're going to be talking today about a few different things from the new Furitech rock bouncers that they've got, the Hiroyama and the Gold Digger. And we'll also be talking about the HBR Classic. That was the second annual HBR Classic at the Hall Brothers Racing Garage, which was super cool, uh, put on by Daniel Cheech Agash, who is one of the now uh, Raminator drivers. He's got his name on one of the trucks, and that's super cool to be seeing where he's gone to and is doing and super awesome of him. He's also big into racing the RC monster trucks and doing stuff with Trigger King. And so um, this was kind of done with Trigger King. They came and also helped put on this event. And um, it was awesome to be a part of. Um, It's not a sanctioned Trigger King event necessarily, but um, we did basically use their rules. There was a little bit of leeway in some of the classes from the rules, uh, particularly in the retro where the Freestyle RC uh, chassis, the retro chassis, is banned in Trigger King. It was allowed in this as long as it met the other requirements, which I think they have some pretty cool requirements for retro, uh, at least the speed one. I like the speed that they limit the trucks to 10 miles per hour. So um, it kind of keeps the essence of the older era racing that way. Otherwise, they're making them so fast these days that it's just blending all the classes. Like, there's really no difference between that and Sport Mod. At some point, they get get them going so fast. Anyway, I, I really dig that rule. Regardless of what pinion people put in, they've got to dial the truck back to only go 10 miles per hour. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So... Uh, on that note, let's talk about the event. The event was at the Hall Brothers Racing Shop in Illinois, just outside of Champaign. And for me, it was about a five-hour drive, four-and-a-half-hour drive, but with stops and gas and stuff you have to do, it ends up being about five-hour trip. I headed down Friday afternoon, um, got in, had a but, uh, lunch, or not lunch, dinner. It was dinner time at that point. Uh, with my buddy Greg Sopa, which was awesome. Got some co-fusion, some Korean fusion. I ended up with sushi, which is something that I've taken a liking to later here in life. And uh, I wish I'd have liked it more when I was actually in Japan. I was kind of choking it down when I was there. But um, that actually got me to be okay with it. And now I actually quite enjoy it. So um, anyway, had a great time hanging out with him, talking small business, and he's got his own small business stuff with baseball cards and card collecting and all that, and just kind of shooting the breeze with that and what I've been doing with RC, and so that was a good time. And then ended up at the hotel, the Holiday Inn Express and Ran Tool, uh, which is about 10 minutes from the shop, and uh, hung out with Jamie and Josh, who came down from Wisconsin and uh, Josh with Freestyle RC, and Jamie, who runs Freestyle RC stuff, uh, <laughs> who uh, is just 
hangs out with them and is is cool dude. So we hung out, uh, put my trucks together, put the batteries in, just made sure they were running because I had still not driven my Rapid X yet. We had it together from a live stream, and um, the steering was even still the wrong way. By the time I got to the shop the next morning, I was test driving it. Um, so I got to race that never having put real power to it at all. So first power I put to it was on the track and that's not the way to do it. I'll say that I did not do well. I got knocked out first round both times with it. Um, the second round I was actually doing good, but I, I, um, I went to blip the corner. We'll talk about the course in a second, but, um, it, in doing that, you're trying to get it to drift. And when that back end slid around, it caught a, pole that was considered out of bounds and disqualified me so um but it was actually running pretty sweet at that point right before i did that so bummed that i got knocked out but it's what happens it's what actually happened to me too later in the racing going up against garrett from lvcrc did the same thing blipping it and hitting that post uh, and we had a good little race going on there and uh i think i took I was in the third, fourth bracket, somewhere in there. I, I made it up several times through the brackets pretty decently. Um, so, anyway, let's talk about the racing. So, it's at Hall Brothers Racing. Great little um, venue for it. Very tight, slick, polished, concrete-style floors, I guess. Just smooth floors. Very slick. And fun. I actually really enjoyed it. Some people may not have. But I think most people were having a good time because trying to figure out the corners and all that, it was fun. Uh, some people had it really dialed in. Um, Bob Chandler definitely did. And so did Josh Zimmerman. He was getting that truck to drift, his Rapid X to drift like crazy. So, uh, yeah. And Chris was actually doing pretty good with it as well. So, yeah, there's there's a bunch of people that were running the course quite well, and uh, it was hit or miss, you know. Sometimes you just wouldn't get the break you wanted. Other times you'd just freak out and hit the brakes and then push through the corner. Um, my best races, I just went slow and started turning. Like, everyone was hitting the corner so fast, by the time they hit the brakes, they just push. And I just kept a slow speed and just rounded the corner like <laughs> Nobody's business, and that worked. That worked, you know. Was slow was fast in that scenario when it, when other people were pushing and uh, overdriving. So uh, overall, though, I think a good time was had by all. They they kept it moving, which is fantastic. The way that it was run, um, we actually went through two whole sets of racing. So we started retro, sport mod, LMT, then pro mod, and um, we'd go through all of that and then had lunch, and then ran it all again. So there's no qualifying or anything. It was just randomized brackets, and you just go for it. So your first racing is almost like qualifying, or but it's not. It's not setting you up for anything. But it's your first practice runs, I guess. So everybody had you know the same disadvantages, basically. Um, however, if you did run Sport Mod, it gave you a little bit of an extra boost because you did have that extra... You got to feel what it was like at some speed. Retro was... Not a real, um, they just handle so much different than the other trucks that it, it wasn't like a bonus that you had a retro, but, um, I think I made top four in retro both times with my Bigfoot, uh, which is the J concepts regulator. I did get the, um, rapid X, not the rapid X. I did get the freestyle RC. I can't think of the name of the, 
um, the retro that they have at Axis, and it's awesome. Problem was uh, my tires um, <laughs> were actually catching the front bumper and locking up the front tire when I'd turn hard. And, and so, yeah, I've got to trim the front bumper back a little bit because it just pushed itself through the corner. Um, but, yeah, it's stuff where you, when you don't have qualifying and things like that, you don't really know what's going on. You're just going for it. But I've driven the Bigfoot a lot, and it did well, and it usually does do well. So I was pretty happy with how that did. And, uh, yeah, I, I know that Zimmerman made it pretty far both times with his axis. In fact, he won the second round. He lost. I think he took second place to Bob on the first set of retro, if I'm right, if I can remember correctly, I, I don't have any of it in front of me. I'm just trying to go off a of memory who, uh, who was competing against who. Um, and I'm trying to think if it's him or Chris, uh, I don't know. They, the, so many fast guys. Um, I will say that after we did all that, even we still also did a freestyle and that, even with that, we were done by 5 p.m. So we did all of it, and we're done by 5 p.m. It was awesome. Um, Garrett from LVCRC won freestyle. He had an awesome run. Uh, being a tight space, it made it tough. And one of the rules that Trigger King has employed um, is that if you hit your lid, it's counted as a rollover. And they do a two rollovers and done rule. So if you're doing like a flip and you roll over your lid, but your momentum still keeps you going to where you land on your wheels. That still counts as a rollover, which I guess makes sense in some worlds because now there's so much power in these trucks that people are just gunning it. And so you never have a rollover because with the LMTs too, you can always rock it. And it just doesn't keep like that whole idea of the momentum. Um, it is tricky though, because some of them, would have in real monster jam, they would have kept running or it wouldn't have counted as any type of penalty. They just kind of roll over, land on their wheels and it was full momentum. Uh, but I think because it's hard to say which ones are full momentum and which ones are like, okay, overly powered back on your wheels. Um, you know, you should have been penalized for that, but it is tough when you only have two rollovers and then done because it's pretty easy to hit your lid on the ground um, and have that be a penalty. So that was something everyone had to get used to, uh, and it's what knocked me out. I, I ended up on my lid twice, I think. And uh, they also had an out-of-bounds because last year it was so tight and people were sending it too hard toward the crowd. So that made sense that they had a you know an out-of-bounds disqualification, which ended some runs very quickly um, because of the small space and because the truck slid but um, overall, still a great time um, with the freestyle. I didn't do as well as I'd like to. Um, I think I had 30 seconds. I only went 30 seconds, had 30 still on the clock. So I didn't fill out my time. I decided to just go big right from the beginning. And it was looking like it was paying off, and then it didn't. <laughs> so that's the breaks. But, um, yeah, bit, awesome event. If they keep doing it, I'm going to keep going. I really, really enjoy it. Great people to hang out with. Uh, you know, it's a different crew than I normally get to hang out with around the monster trucks. And that's typically 
there's uh, several different segments. You've got your West Coast guys. You've got like the Midwest guys, um, like Trigger King, and then you've got um, the Michigan guys doing their thing. Then you've got New York doing their thing, and then you've got like the Virginia ones doing their thing. Um, and now we've got Colorado too with Troy's uh, and his gang doing stuff out there. So it's there. Everything's kind of segmented, but at some of these bigger events, you get that like cross pollination of the different groups. Uh, and I feel like when I go to the Ohio race, you get kind of a good Midwest mix or like the horizon RC fest. You'd get some of the trigger King guys. Um, but then when you go to like, the showtime, you get some of the guys coming down from New York and from the north there. You get guys pulling in from wherever, you know, that come in. You get a, a pretty decent crowd. Uh, J Concepts and them come up from Florida. So you, you get a pretty good mix. Um, and you get both the Virginia groups of people showing up. And so you get a pretty good crowd there. Um, then you have the RC, the No Limit one at Digger's Dungeon, which gets its own huge mix of people in there. So yeah, it's um it's interesting how you go different places, but it's definitely when I go to this Illinois one, a whole different crowd of people than I normally get to hang out with, and I enjoy it. So, um, all good guys, have a blast every time I go, and um, they put on a good event. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Um, I definitely want to get out to the West Coast to run with them, SoCal, NorCal, and I got to figure out how to make that happen. It was supposed to happen this year. I was going to try to go to the NorCal. Uh, event and um, we had uh, family or no friends come in from Virginia that weekend and I just couldn't couldn't go it also happened to be the same exact weekend that Showtime did theirs and so I wasn't able to go to either of the those events which was a bummer um, but this year really I got to do I missed a lot of stuff with the move and just busyness so I did get to do the the World Finals in Orlando, which I'm still working on footage from. There was so much from that. I've already posted a bunch of videos from it, but there's still more. I just posted the um, Scott Jordan versus Colt Stevens video uh, where Scott Jordan came out all dressed up and had a good time. It's like a grudge match between the two of them. Um, but they did it for, or at least Scott did it for a laugh. So, uh, I just posted that. I still have the drivers racing and, um, I have the drivers freestyle still to post from that. And then I have the whole event from Ohio still to do for the monster truck racing. So yeah, there's so much to do on top of that. I, I should have a little more time to do it. I think because, uh, I just found out that, you know, the contract work that I had been doing part time you know, isn't going to be happening probably from December on. So, uh, one, that's going to be a big pay gap, pay loss that I'm going to be incurring. Um, but it does free up time. So I'm hoping that if I have more time to devote to all things RC, that I can maybe make it make a little more money. Um, it's definitely a bigger hustle. That's for sure. People don't realize it. Um, this has never been a full-time thing for me and never could, you know, has even had the chance of being full-time because there's not much money. Even though you're putting in 60 hours a week into it, there you don't make, I mean, <laughs> the pay for the, the amount of time doesn't make sense. Uh, you'd be better off doing a whole lot of other things if you want to make money. Um, but it is enjoyable. I do enjoy doing it. So there's that aspect of it. Um, 
so I have to figure out, is it worth it? Like the amount of hours that I'll have to put in, in order to even come close to making what I had been making in the video world. Um, because I mean, we're talking probably 80 hour days in order to do enough things in order to make all the different revenue streams that I need from it, because it doesn't come from YouTube. It comes from a bunch of different ways. Uh, now with the little store on my website, I make a little with affiliate links. You make very little, you know, percentages on stuff. Um, but, and you constantly have to be pushing it. And I don't, I'm not a salesman. I don't like to push that stuff. Even my website, I don't like to push. I don't push my videos places, even in my own socials. I'm not like every video I make. I don't even post it to my own social media page, let alone all the groups and stuff to try and get people to watch. Uh, because I just, I don't like it when other people do it. Every, it feels pushy and like salesmany, and I just don't like it. So sorry if you're the people that do that. And I'm saying I don't like what you do. I don't. <laughs> so that's just me. Um, you know, it just comes across that way to me. And so I try to do as little pushing on any of it because um, I don't. I personally don't like it. Um, and so I don't. I try not to do things to other people that I don't like done to me. So. Um, I try to do as little like link pushing and, and all of that. So it's going to be tricky because as it becomes more like I need to have income, um, we'll see how much of that I have to do. So I do post some links if it's an awesome deal and I want it myself, like, and I think it's a good deal, like just because people may not have seen it, I'll post it. Um, but yeah, I try not to do it all the time. It's not a, a daily thing where I'm posting affiliate links to everything all over the board. But um, maybe I need to. <laughs> uh, all right, so the Furitech stuff. Speaking of, I don't actually get any affiliate money off of this stuff. I just think the Furitech stuff is awesome. Um, I do make some money, though, if people buy it from my site. I do I do buy it in order to resell it. Um, but that's only because the product is so good and I run it in all my stuff. And that's how I think that most things should be. Like, I don't want to, you guys are just, I don't want to sell things that I'm not willing to use or that I don't even personally use. So, um, the stuff that I have on my site is stuff that I do use. Uh, so this is, Something that I just got in the mail, the FureTech Hiroyama 124 Titanium Kit. It is very much like the Olympus that they had out. The Olympus was geared toward the SCX24. This bouncer is geared toward their Cayman lineup, which uses FMS axles, the portal axles. But it's their own links, shocks, all their whole setup that they do. So you're getting their titanium chassis, but it's built to do the different links. So they are running their four link, which are awesome metal like trailing arms, which makes it easier for them to do the, the eight shocks around, which is cool. Um, but they also have their new uh, galaxy servo on there. And they're doing this mini rocket man that holds their Greyhound motor, their little speed motors. So they have two options basically of this. There's the FureTech Hiroyama, which is uh, with the mini rocket man and is designed to be fast, like a rock bouncer. And then they've got the FureTech Gold Digger Rock Bouncer uh, Titanium Kit. Still running um, some of the same stuff, but it's not doing the eight shocks around. 
it's more of a crawler based. And so you wouldn't want that anyway, uh, because it makes it too stiff, but it's, uh, it's running the Komodo setup on it. So it goes slower and it's more geared toward rock crawling. So yeah, it's um, the two that they've got and it's uh, an, an awesome gold. I have the gold Olympus and I think it's amazing looking. And so this is the, um, the gold, but it's, it's based off of the, the FMS axles and all that. So lots of clearance. One of the things that is weird about it is, Scale-wise, the driver would not be able to see because the nose of this thing sits up as high as uh, the top of it, like the roof almost. That's because they're trying to keep the weight and all of it low, so they're keeping what would be the driver area low. Uh, but then they they have to have room for the shocks to be high to get nice articulation. But then they're running portals, which makes it sit high. So they're trying to drop everything. But then the servos sit on the top of these axles. And it just hits the chassis. So they've had to like bring the nose of it up high, which scale-wise doesn't make sense. But performance-wise does. So you've got some give and take. And I'm willing to give uh, a little bit there in order to have it perform um, it's just kind of the hand they're dealt with the axles and things available currently and trying to give it that performance and keep it a little bit low slung, uh, with tall shocks to give it a lot of articulation and room for, uh, suspension travel. So yeah, it's one of the, the things that they've, you've got to deal with, but overall, I think it's uh, a pretty sweet setup. And they've got the metal gears in the axles of them, which is awesome. So the Hiroyama has metal internal gears and uh, gear, the differential gear is also metal in the opinion there. So um, the Hiroyama also comes with the metal drive shafts. Overall, just a really, really cool build. And um, I think uh, people are going to, People are going to like it. People that want this rock bouncer type of a chassis, this is the way to get it. If you want to do some rock racing, have some durability. Most of these currently are like 3D printed. A lot of people 3D print cages, um, which, you know, rock bouncing, rock racing, there you can be slamming them into stuff, and there's potential for breakage. Um, but this titanium is pretty awesome. And the welds are surprisingly clean for how little they are. So, very impressed with it. I like the raw titanium look. That's what you get with the Hiroyama. Um, I was already a fan of the gold already. Um, I didn't like necessarily the purple and the other ones from the Olympus. But uh, I did like the gold. And so I have the gold one of that. And I think that they made a wise choice going with the the raw titanium for the Hiroyama and the gold for the gold digger. I think both of them are very cool looking trucks. So... Um, there are lots of options available still, and you know, Furtech is just killing it. I think the best bet for these because of the mounting options is the Ultimate ESC, the Lizard Ultimate, because it's got a metal case which you can easily put double sided tape on the, the thin side of it and sit it upright in the chassis. Um, so that's one of the tricky things is still fitting everything in there. And then on the other side, I run my uh, receiver. 
and then I'm just going to Velcro the battery to the top of it. So that's kind of the, the route I'm going currently. And by the top of it, it's still up underneath. So underneath the, the lid, but um, it's not like on top of the chassis. It's I'm doing it to the what would be in the cockpit, the underside of the roof, and then just wrapping Velcro around it. So for now, that's kind of what I figured out to keep it away from the drive shafts and everything. But it puts a little bit of weight up high, but overall, it's it's pretty solid feeling. So I might figure out a way to put uh, a brace between and uh, mount the battery a little lower. But for now, that's kind of the, the route I've taken with it. So anyway, guys, I think there's actually room I could do it above the axles. In the back, I could mount to. I'll have to look again. There's a, there's a few ways I'm thinking about doing the battery. Uh, the top was the main. So it's how I've been doing it. But I should revisit it and see what other options I have. Because I've just been Velcroing it to the top. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, Again, FureTech has been killing it. They've got some stuff coming out for the TRX-4M. Uh, I've still been running my FureTech or my TRX-4M pretty stock. I did change the tires to the Mickey Thompson Baja Pro whatever that they are. I can't think of the name of it right now. But um, they were Mickey Thompson's Baja Pro. And um, I think they're awesome. So... It's um, it's pretty solid out of the out of the box, but I know FureTech has a mount coming for the Komodo with uh, pinion gear that matches up to the Traxxas, so you'll be able to get one, you know, be able to order it that way and, and have it so you can run them on the TRX fours, which is pretty cool. Um, so you're gonna see a lot of nice crawling TRX four M's coming here very soon. I think we're going to leave it at that, guys. Um, I do have to be thinking about dinner here soon. It's uh, 5.30 my time, and I know that it's getting close to dinner time. So I'm going to wrap instead of starting a new topic. And um, hopefully I'll have more time going forward keep doing more of these. So this is a good start. This one's not even a week since the last one. So trying to even improve that track, re- track record. Thanks for tuning in, guys. 